Hello all and welcome back to the Pig and Whistle for another episode of Tales from Azeroth. Come grab a drink and relax as I go through some stories and moments that you can hopefully relate to. And today's topic, it's about Uncourage and the latest patch that has just hit uh, WoW Classic servers. So, if you're unfamiliar, the Phase 5 patch has just come out on the 29th of July. This was technically yesterday, as of recording this video, it's the early hours of the morning. But it's uh, today, the the patch hit. And uh, with the patch comes uh, the new raid, uh, Temple of Uncourage. And I just want to basically go through this episode and go through a couple of things related to the raid as such. Because uh, there's some big world uh, events within WoW itself that happen within this patch. And I'd like to go through all of that with you as well. The first thing I kind of want to talk about is uh, server plans. So with uh, the Temple of Ankaraj patch, there's uh, this war effort that you have to uh, contribute resources to. And I'll go into that a little bit in a bit. But basically what my server plans, uh, the server that I'm on, we all have a Discord uh, in terms of Horde and Alliance. The Horde have their own Discord, Alliance have their own Discord, and you have sort of representatives from each of the factions. So our server are very in much in touch with each other in terms of Horde and Alliance side, and uh, you discuss when certain things are going to happen. So with regards to Ankaraj, there's a massive war effort like I've said, that you have to do before you can even enter the raid. And this is, has to be done on both sides from Horde and Alliance. Now, our server hoped to complete this war effort within a couple weeks. We're looking at something around the 11th of August that we're going to look to open the gates of Ankaraj, which will be yeah a good couple weeks. It allows people to do their thing like and uh, let everyone have a chance in order to get what they want. So if you complete the war effort, or not the war effort, there's certain quest line to ring the gong. So you need to ring this gong, and that's how the um, the gates open. And if you ring the gong, ten you get a mount. You get a legendary mount. It's a little black bug thing, pretty much. And people within a 10-hour period after the first person ringing that gong can ring the gong as well. And they can get the same mount as well. It's a very rare mount because of the stuff that you have to do for it. The quest line that you have to do. But it is a very cool mount and you can use it outside in the world. And you will be regarded as someone who is hardcore at the game for the most part. I'm not going to go into the quest line specifically because that's not what I want to talk about today. But my server have basically planned to open the gates on around the 11th of August. Now, there is a slight issue with regards to this. So in terms of that happening, you have to donate these resources. And both Horde and Alliance have to donate their own resource. There are some resources that are shared these resources are copper bars purple lotuses thick leather 
spotted yellow fish and rune cloth bandages. And uh, you have your own individual ones for each faction as well. So for my faction, Alliance, we need to donate Iron Bars, Thorium Bars, Arthas's Tears, which is a herb, Strangle Kelp, which is another herb, Light Leather, Medium Leather, Roaster Raptor, which is from Cooking, Rainbow Fin Albacore, Linen Bandage and Silk Bandage. Now... Sorry about the squeaky chair. You have to think, oh, okay, that's easy. That's just something that you come across, like, throughout levelling, silk bandages, linen bandages. I mean, you can just pick up, like, first aid, and it's the first thing that you can do. It's no problem. Like, that'll be done within a couple hours. But it's a server thing, server-wide thing, and the amount that you need of each individual resource is exceptional. Like, ridiculous amounts. So, like for the Alliance, you need 28,000 Iron Bars. You need 24,000 Thorium Bars. You need 20,000 Arthas's Tears. You need 180,000 Light Leather. 110,000 Medium Leather. 800,000 Linen Bandages. Linen Bandages. 800,000. That is so close to a million that it's ridiculous. Imagine making 800,000 linen bandages just over the lifetime of WoW. It's not a thing that you can do yourself, is it? This is a complete server, like server-wide effort. And with regards to it, it came out at, I think, 9am. So when I logged on on the 29th, it was about four or five hours it had already been up the um the patch and the alliance had already contributed like to a certain number of these things we had already completed like a few of these items i can't remember specifically what ones but i'm pretty sure the all of the rainbow fin albacores were done which is fourteen thousand. I'm pretty sure the Arthas's Tears were done, which is the herbs, which is 20,000. The Thorium Bars are done as well, which is 24,000. So we've done a few of these, and which is incredible, by the way. I couldn't even imagine that. But people woke up at 9am just handing in these bars, handing in these bars, handing in these bars. You obviously have the big guilds that have been like stocking up for months, just wanting to hand this in and get it going. But... Here's, here's the, I want to say kicking the balls a bit. Horde have to complete their resource gathering as well before the gates open. So even if we complete it within a day or two, we would still have to, we would be reliant on the Horde to gather all of their um, mats, materials, and like hand it into the war effort because it is called a war effort and this has led to something which is quite extraordinary so i've heard on my server that the horde are intentionally going to hold off on handing in resources because they want to to basically grief a guild on our server now the guild i'm not going to mention 
the server I'm not going to mention, but the guild that I heard that they're griefing aren't nice people. I do have to admit they are people who are very unpleasant, we will say. But that also affects everyone else on the server. It's not just that guild, it's everyone, including the Horde themselves. Like, they're just shooting themselves in the foot. But it's also shooting everyone else in the foot for the Alliance. So we can't walk into the raid because the Horde want to grief this one guild. It's that give and take, and it's really something, to be honest, because you're at the mercy of them. Like, it's... you can't do anything about it unless you make a whole character yourself but in that case you need to make an entirely new account because you can't have horde and alliance on the same realm because my server my realm is a pvp realm but it's a bit ridiculous in that regard it is hilarious to sort of listen to and hear sort of the drama going on but you just can't do anything about it that and Silithus at the moment, where you sort of do the quest line for the ringing of the gong. Apparently Horde are just griefing there as well. So it's just them constantly ganking people like 24-7, not allowing them to do the quest line. So it gets a bit ridiculous, to be honest, more than anything. But, I mean, look, you could have it worse. I mean, there are some realms, like um, I believe it's Flamelash, that are 99% populated by Horde and 1% populated by Alliance. And these Alliance, you can literally go on the, like, Who's tab uh, in-game, like, in WoW, press Refresh, and it won't even come up with 50 people online for the Alliance. It's, like, that underpopulated for the Alliance that it's unreal. So, the Alliance still need to contribute the exact same amount, like... Uh, like 800,000 linen bandages but there's like 200 alliance people on that server which to me is absolutely ridiculous because it's just the amount of bandages that someone would have to contribute like per person like the ratio per person is absolutely ridiculous like the horde would be waiting on that sort of war effort for months if not years and I don't think Blizzard has actually sort of they might have but I've not heard anything but they might have um, toned down the numbers a bit depending on like balance like uh, if it's really Horde favoured if it's really Alliance favoured that sort of thing they might have toned down the numbers but I'm pretty sure that they haven't in all regards because classics classic people wanted the classic experience and that's what they're gonna get they just have to deal with it but that's what i find hilarious because the horde are at the mercy of the alliance they just gotta wait they just gotta sit there and the horde will probably help the alliance out they'll put stuff on the neutral auction house for something that's like two copper and just let the Alliance buy it so that they can hand it in for the war effort so that the Horde can walk into Ankaraj raid and actually raid it. It gets ridiculous. Like, this entire sort of um, phase that they've introduced with the war effort, it's amazing because it's an entire server event that everyone can get involved in 
and it really brings everyone together. But it can also really, really backfire sometimes because you do have the really like horde heavy service. You have horde trying to grief. You have alliance trying to grief. Like it's it's fun to see what other servers do and what other realms do at the time of uh, like the current AQ war effort. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on my server personally because I'm a guild that I'm in a guild that do want to raid AQ and we are very much preparing to raid AQ. Uh, we're expecting to get in there as early as early as the 11th, but it will most likely be whatever Sunday comes after the 11th. But our guild have planned for it for a couple months now. And we're all starting to get our own potions and consumables for the raid. I mean, for my guild, my guild's plans are... It'll be about four hours progression. We we don't expect to clear it the first time. We don't. Because we're not hardcore like raiding guild. We are quite a chilled guild. We're just sort of a semi-hardcore like guild in terms of raiding. So we don't expect to clear a first time, maybe not even second time, but third time we'll get the hang of it and we'll push for it. But we're expecting sort of four hours a maximum uh, we'll be looking to progress with. So in uh, the progression phase, they, my guild have come up with a list of consumables and potions that we need. And this uh, is my... This is my consumable list as a caster DPS for progression for Uncarage Raid. This is just for me, bearing in mind. I need 10 Greater Arcane Elixirs. I need 10 uh, Greater Firepower or Shadow Power if you're a Warlock. But Firepower for me because I'm a Mage. I need 10 Wizard Oil. I need 20 Major Mana Potions. And this is just cast a DPS. Yeah, that's just cast a DPS. And then everyone from my guild needs 10 limited invulnerability potions, lips as they're known, 10 elixir of poison resistance. Let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes... It doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the gaming blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Excuse me. Ten greater nature protection potions. Five greater arcane protection potions. 10 Greater Shadow Protection Potions, 10 Sapper Charges if you're an Engineer, which my mage is. So I've I've got about 30 Sapper Charges, just, you know, just in case. But the list of sort of consumables that we want is a lot. And we've been preparing for a couple months 
and we're looking to clear it after three or so weeks. Like, we've gone through all of the loot from the raid, who's going to get what, who gets prios on what items, etc. That's how our guild go about it. We're very structured in the way that we do it, which is very good. I do really appreciate what sort of the officers and everything like, do for the guild. So the only thing that I can do is sort of go by what they want and go from there. But other guilds might not have that. So the other guilds might be, they might be very high end. Like the guild that the Horde are trying to grief on my server. They're very, very sort of, we're doing this within the first week, within the first couple hours, easy. We're getting in there, getting the best gear, getting out. It'll take a couple hours, no big deal. Now, for these types of guilds, what the Horde are doing is probably very, very infuriating. And uh, it's something that they can't help. Like, they can't, as a guild, go and wipe the Horde because what will that do? They'll just not hand in resources still. They can't hand in the resources for them. It's hilarious how much that you're just at the mercy of the other, like, faction sometimes. In classic, at least. In retail, it wouldn't be the case. Jesus, if you try and do this in, like, retail WoW, like, current live game WoW, there'll be an uproar because it's like, why do we have to wait for them to do this? Why do we have to do that? Why do we... Exactly. Like, you just can't... There would be no middle ground. It wouldn't be, oh, this is a cool, like, feature that we're sort of having to work together and hand in all of these things so that both factions can, like, walk into this raid. No, it's just, why Why do I have to wait on them? Because we've done it. There's That seems ridiculous. I want to walk in there now because I've done what I need to do. They haven't done it. Which I do understand, to be honest. I do understand why that is an annoying sort of aspect of the game, but it also does bring that sense of communication because, like I said, we have a Discord where there's a couple Horde representatives and stuff. So we do, like, talk and ask sort of, how is the war effort going? Like, what are your plans for it, etc. So there is that little bit of communication between both factions, and you do kind of have to work together, which is what the in-game event is all about. It's all about both factions working together to clear this raid where there is an old god that is trying to escape. And like bring out an army etc. So it's really cool how stuff in game actually translates to you having to work and communicate like through different means. Like actually talking to Horde players through Discord because you can't obviously do it in game. You just hear Zug Zug and like Night Elf talk and Gnome talk gutter speak from the fucking undead. Because that is actually what their uh, what their language is called. It's called gutter speak, which is I find hilarious to be honest. But it's really cool that sort of interaction that you have to have because of an in-game event. Like I just find that so cool. But there is a lot of things that you can do with regards to the war effort. So when you hand in these. Uh, like Iron Bars, Thorian Bars, Arthas's Tears, these war effort um, ma materials. 
you get something called a commission. These commissions you can hand in just for rep, I'm pretty sure. There's nothing that you sort of get for it. The commissions are just there for rep. But when you hand in the um, materials, you get this little box, this little lock box looking thing. The higher, we'll say, level items or materials that you're handing in, the better quality gear and the higher level gear will be in this little box. Now, I'm not too sure if you can get, like, epics, blues, uh, or stuff like that from these boxes. I've only gotten greens myself, like, um, uncommon items. But it's still a nice sort of way to reward the player for handing in it in these like materials because there's always that chance that you actually get something good for an old like an old character or you'll get some a nice recipe you'll get something to disenchant you'll get something just a vendor and get some gold out of so you always have like loads of opportunities to make some gold whilst handing in these materials Speaking of making gold, the prices of stuff are skyrocketing. So with Phase 5 coming out, there's a new recipe called Elixir of Greater Firepower. Every single mage will be consuming this when the gates open for Ankaraj because it increases your fire damage by 40 and mages get to go fire. As opposed to being frost because everything was immune to fire in the past. Uh, in the past raids. So, you know. I'm not going to turn down going fire to be honest. Instead of spamming a frost bolt. But the mats- the materials that you need to make this one elixir. Is three fire bloom. Which is a herb. And three fire oil. And you make the fire oil from a fire thin snapper. I'm pretty sure it's called. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't do a lot of fishing in a, in WoW, so might be a bit off there. But the Fire Bloom, I've, God, I'm pretty sure it was something like 5 gold for 20? For 20 gold, something like that. But since the patch has come out, it has gone up in price by 15 gold. So, whereas 20 would be 5 gold... It's now 20, is 20 gold, which is absolutely ridiculous. So each one would have cost you 25 silver per fire bloom, but now it costs you one gold. And it's just ridiculous. Like all of the herbs that are on the current auction house have skyrocketed. Plague bloom has always been decent. Like a decent sort of way to make gold. It's always been around the 30 gold mark. This is... Plague Bloom is usually used for loads of physical DPS uh, consumables, potions and such. But because a new raid is coming out, everyone's buying as much as they can because they need as many consumables as they can. So Plague Bloom has now gone up in price by, I think, about 40%. So it's now 43 gold instead of the original 30 gold that it would have been. Dreamfoil is another one that's gone up. It's usually about 10 gold. It's gone up to like 30 gold a stack now. So it's gone up like over double its price, which is absolutely ridiculous. But if you want to make gold 
and you have herbalism for crying out loud just go and herb honestly that's all you need there's loads of stuff if you are one of them people who basically invest in the past because you know that stuff will skyrocket in the future this is probably the time that you're selling everything if you've been like hoarding it i know someone in my guild certainly has and they're selling everything that they currently own and have been hoarding because they wanted a giant like boost in their gold like in their profit so they might have bought something for five gold but now it sells for 20 gold and it's like you have about 20 of them so like it's just ridiculous you're making like a 300 gold profit there it do like it's ridiculous the way people can make gold and the way people plan ahead in order to make this gold but that's all i've got time for today sorry it's a bit of a short one i kind of didn't expect to go through all of this so quickly but yeah i mean <laughs> there's not a lot to sort of talk about with the aq stuff there will be a lot more to talk about sort of updated version given next week but considering it's only just been a day there wasn't much sort of to go off of considering the only thing that was there was sort of um the griefing of the horde and sort of everything like that but no really thank thank you all for tuning in really appreciate you listening and i will see you next week for the next uh, uh tale goodbye all